Beautiful. Okay. Hello, magical humans. I am here with the beautiful Talitha. I'm so excited to introduce you to her because she's just such a fairy. I'm absolutely so obsessed with everything she does. I've been, I've seen her on YouTube. I think it was the first time I found Talitha. <laughs> and oh my goodness, it's just been heart, soul with every single video. It's just the best. So I'm so excited to have this conversation and she's with us right now, which is so exciting. So thank you, Talitha, for being here. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited. Beautiful. I'm so, so excited. Oh my goodness. So I think the best way to begin to so everyone knows who is this amazing person. Can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Just give everyone a, a rundown on who you are. Yeah. So, well, right now I'm currently, um, I'm currently working with sound and vibration and light language. And that's kind of what I'm using, um, in my work as well as just what I share, you know, on my YouTube, on my social media, um, it's self-expression as much as it is like work that I do with other people. Um, I've been doing this, um, I guess for the past two years in this particular, um, expression I've always worked with kind of sound in my voice um, but I've been doing it in this kind of way for the past two years specifically through the lens of um, a little more intentionality and a little more um, consciousness um, in the way that I'm working and yeah I mean it's always changing so it's very difficult for me to like put it into words um, it's always growing and turning into something new and I'm always incorporating different modalities and teachings and lineages so I think the core is that a big part of what I'm doing right now is just um, being a reflection to others. I don't guide, I don't teach, you know, I'm simply, you know, offering my own expression and then holding spaces for others to kind of dive into what their authentic and liberated kind of voice and, and form of expression looks like for them. And that's what it looks like now in the moment. That's what my service looks like. But as always, it's changing and growing in all sorts of ways mm. oh it's so so magical there's definitely an essence of total magic with what you do you know it can't really be explained like I even tried to explain it to a friend and I was like you need to watch you need to listen to these videos they're so beautiful you know it just it helps me sleep it helps me like very peaceful like in meditation it's brilliant and she was like what is it and I was like I don't magic magic just listen <laughs> just just go and have a look and you'll and you'll feel it and yeah, it's just amazing. And yeah, I'd love to know what led you to light language and how you found it in particular. I feel mm. like it's not a new thing, but it feels new. Like it feels like a new buzz thing at the moment. So how was your connection formed with it? Yeah, it's interesting. So I feel like I've always had a connection to it and the sense that I used it a lot as a child. And I think many children do. Um, and even, you know, I've been writing and performing and sharing music since I was like 15 years old you know when I was 16 mm. I was playing restaurants and venues and I was like a little singer songwriter oh. and, kind of mm. um, and it was much more it was much more structured it was much more it was the traditional expression of what a singer songwriter looks like of what it looks like to be a singer to be a musician um, but even then I was not knowingly you know using um using light language not super consciously but when I was writing music when I was exploring melodies and I didn't quite have the words yet you know because I was always writing music I would just use like non-words you know to to kind of fill in for for the melody 
Um, and I've spoken to many um, musicians who now kind of work in a different, more conscious perspective, and they've actually done the same. So it's actually kind of like a common little thing. Um, but it was never with a, there was never an awareness around what it was. I always liked playing with sounds. I always liked making up words, you know, um, but it was always very playful. And then I think, you know, I was already on my path, um, with regard to, you know, healing and integrating and expanding my, my awareness. Um, and I was already working, you know, more in the direction of sound healing. You know, I was shifting away from playing more, you know, music for people in a performative way to using my music um, in a more sound healing ceremonial setting. And I just kind of stumbled upon it. And that was the first time I experienced light language titled as light language, right? Like given a name, given this thing. And I had no idea what it was. I think it was, must've been like a video on YouTube or something. And it wasn't even, I didn't, it wasn't even mentioned in the video what it was. So I had to like find out. So I like started trying to like figure out what this was because it, you know, it simultaneously really spoke to my soul. And I was like, well, I know this. And then also really triggered me. And I was like, this is so weird. Why would someone do this? You know, which mm. I think is a common experience for many people. Like there's these two reactions that are happening simultaneously. And I kind of was like, okay, this is called light language. And I think just kind of accepted it pretty quickly and then just immediately started um, wanting to like listen to transmissions and just receive it. Because even though I was still aware of this ego part of me that was a little, you know, pulling back and, and not really questioning it a, a little bit, you know, there was this bigger part of me that just instantly knew like, oh, this is me. Like, this is my thing. Mm. Um, and just kind of immersed myself in it until I started doing it. And I was like, oh, right. I've always done this. And then I remembered after, right. It wasn't until I was speaking it that I was like oh I've always done this how did it like <laughs> how did I forget that <laughs> it's amazing it's amazing I think I actually did I think just after I found your videos I'd seen light language before but I wasn't sure what it was I was like oh this must be a really cool language and so when I found your videos I was like no nah, I'm gonna research it and find out like where's the dictionary on light language you know what do these words mean I'd love to know and so I was researching, going, you know, diction, you know, what do these words mean? And it was nowhere. And I was like, what do you mean? It can't be a language if it doesn't have words. And then <laughs> eventually there was someone who wrote a blog about it and they were just like, yeah, it's just channeling sounds. And I was like, wow, because that, like to speak words you know the meaning of and to have them organised in your head is one thing, but to channel sounds for some particular purpose or for, you know, soul expression or just to, you know, to even heal, provide, you know, loving sounds and healing for people. It's a whole different thing. It feels so different, even though words mm -hmm. are sounds. Just yeah. opening yourself to speaking noise. Yeah. Like, huge blockage for so many people, I feel like. I'm, I was uncomfortable when I read that. I was like, I can't do that. What? Like, oh, my gosh, there's no way. And even that it comes through in movement as well, because I think I've seen mm. some people use their hands and some people, you know, dance or move their body and it's still light language, right? It's all the same kind of thing. And art, you know, mm. glyphs. Well, people kind of channel and write these these glyphs and some of them look like actual like languages, like ancient languages. Some of them look more like scribbles or like doodles, but they, you know, you're able to kind of capture that same frequency in the visual transmission as well 
Wow. So people are writing as well. Just, mm-hmm. oh, wow. So to me, the first word that comes to my head and went, what I think when you said you were triggered a little bit from it, I think it was my trigger. I was like, so it's nonsense. We're just making stuff up like kids. Like it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that can't work because that, that's not how things work. But it's, it's so special. And, you know, I don't, do you know, like where light language came from? You know, I feel like it's a very ancient thing. Mm. Like, I don't know if you know much about, you know, who used to do it or how it's become so big or what it is. Like, I, I have no idea. I've honestly no idea how people started doing this and went, yeah, this is light language. Like, is it, it feels almost like what they use for healing, you know, like thousands of years ago when there was plants and you, you know, maybe it had to be a language, words, channeling. Yeah, I think because it's not, it's non-linear and it's non-three-dimensional, it can't really or tracked like we trace you know yeah. things in history um mm. you know dates or certain tools um that being said I definitely feel that it is far older than humanity mm. right I think in the same way as long as communication has existed because it's just a it's just the kind of abstract um side of communication right if communication was a coin we have you know the right masculine, logical, concrete, linear expression, which is what we know as, you know, the human languages. But then you have the other side of the coin, which is the abstract. It's the heart. It's emotion. It's feminine. It doesn't conform. It can't be defined. So I think as long as, you know, communication has existed, and I think it always has because it's, you know, an integral part of consciousness, there has always been this more linear way of engaging with it. But then there's always, always been the abstract um, kind of free form of uh, of communication, and I think right now we're calling it light language, um, but who knows all the names that it's had on this mm. earth and in other star systems and on other planets? You know. Oh, that's amazing! It almost feels like, which I'm sure is what is pretty much what channeling is, as far as I'm aware. It's just universal, you know, consciousness coming through and out of you in your in your way, kind of like a cycle. So it's. So it makes sense that it's had other names and people are like, well, what is this thing, you know? But it's just just channeling through, just energy through, and it's almost like it's not ours, you know, like we didn't. Mm. It's just the thing that's created everything and if you are connected and you can channel and you're open to channeling something you don't understand, then it makes sense that that's healing or helps people sleep or helps people you know, relieve pain and all of these things. It makes so much mm-hmm. sense, but it takes that switch of, you know, even like, wait, what is this? How does it work? Where is it written? You know, to to step back from that and go, oh, no, actually it's not written. It can't be tracked. It can't be, you know, written down in some textbook. It can't be taught as such. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you could probably, like, I don't know who you, who, Everyone can speak light language, can't they, in their own way or mm-hmm. write it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you think it takes for someone to, someone listening to this going, oh, I know light language, like, I'd love to do that, but I can't actually do it. I feel like it's, is it a block of just not trusting yourself or being on being worried about it? Or for me, I get my biggest concern with it when I was like, oh, I'd love to try and do that was what if someone hears me? 
<laughs> and then there's people just putting videos like your beautiful self up on YouTube. Yeah. Like everyone's hearing you, you know, and they love it. You know, they love love yeah. hearing it. So it's it's a weird thing. It's almost like the word embarrassing. It's almost goes into I can't mm. do that because someone's going to see me on the 3D level and go, you're weird. But really it's yeah. what we need. Like what is weird? I don't know. But is this something that has come up for you and that, you know, people obviously I'm sure you get asked all the time, people going, I want to do it. Um, yeah, what mm. is the biggest thing? What's the biggest block for people, do you think? I think it's always that first. Mm. That's always the hurdle to get past. And I think almost everyone experiences it just because of the way we're programmed on how we're supposed to appear and perform. And, you know, we're also programmed to never um, behave in any way that could, um, that could cause us to be rejected from the tribe, right? Because rejection is, is death, right? We mm. still have that coded into our bodies that if you get cast out of the tribe, you will die. You cannot survive, right? Mm. And so Fear of being judged and therefore rejected is so deeply encoded into us. And the invitation of like beginning to explore light language, even if you're not, you know, interested in using it to heal or to offer to other people, even if it's just a personal journey, the invitation is to like, first of all, really move beyond that story in and of itself. And I mean, when I first found it, it was like, I'm going to change, like, this is my thing. And it was a hundred, it was like full a hundred percent. Yes. In my body. Um, and I would listen to it and I felt like I knew on some level that I could speak it, but I could also feel that I wasn't allowing it to come through. And I was aware that, you know, even though I was totally alone in my room and no one was listening because ultimately my fear was being seen in that I still would not allow it, even if I was alone, because if I was able to do it alone, it would mean the next step is what doing it for other people. And so we tend to cut ourselves off at the first step so that we can't get to the second or the third, which is where the real fear lies. Um, but I just kind of kept moving through it. And I was like, okay, so even if I start, you know, channeling it, I won't share it. I'll keep it to myself. And I've always been someone who is like very triggered by what other people think of me. Not as much anymore, obviously, <laughs> but I, it was a huge wound for me and it would, it would bring up, I mean, physical terror in my body, Right. And I remember like for, I began sharing on, I found these when I was still on Facebook, I found these like Facebook groups that were private for people who are into light language and people just posted videos in there. And I just started recording little clips of myself and putting them in there, knowing the only people who would see them were people who understood and they were so supportive and loving and they would give feedback and reflection. And it was really, really supportive for me because you know, I wasn't ready to share that with people who didn't know what it was already. I wasn't prepared physically to, to possibly receive insult or rejection. Like it was just too big of a wound for me at that time. And then I just got to a point where I was like, okay, I've like, I've gotten this external validation. It feels real for me. And I don't know why, but I started, I just started sharing videos on YouTube. And even, even within the first six months of that period where I was sharing um, transmissions, I still would not associate that account with my personal um, profiles. Like I still didn't want certain people in my life to know that I did that. Right. So I was like super open with anyone in my quote unquote spiritual community who I knew wouldn't judge me. 
but I wouldn't allow it to even touch the rest of my life or the people in my life that I was still in, you know, somewhat association with, because there was still this fear of, and I was already shifting so much out of that old paradigm. There was so much of a fear of like, okay, I don't even care what these people think, but I still do. And I still don't want them to see it. And now I'm kind of at a place where it's like, you know, anywhere you find me anywhere, you can find, you know, the website or the YouTube or whatever it is. But even when I was sharing it publicly and I was gaining subscribers and stuff, there was still a part of me that didn't want to run into some old friend at the store and then be like, hey, so I found these videos of you on the internet and I'm like a little freaked out. Like, well, are you okay? You know, I was still, I still thought about that. Um, so it's definitely a process. And I feel like for me, a big part of healing from that wound of just fearing other people's opinions of me light language and sharing it publicly has really healed that in a lot of ways. And I wouldn't say that it's all integrated and gone, um, but I'm kind of comfortable with it now. I've learned to like sit with it in that way. And I think that's really the first block that people have with light language. You know, it's, it's either like, Oh, I can't do it. Other people can, but I can't, Mm. you know, just that idea that like, for some reason I'm not able to do it or I'm afraid of what people will think if I do it. And more than more often than not, it's both of those on some level, and it's working through both of those those layers. Mm, yeah, it's it's so interesting, and I'm so glad that you shared that. Thank you for sharing it because I think so many people have similar ideas, you know, and like, oh, they can do that, or I can't. Like, you have the most beautiful voice too, and not everyone feels that they want to sing you know, but I know you can do it. You can do it through speech and you can do it through now. I know art, which now I'm absolutely going to go and look at that after this call. Cause I'm like, what, you know, and dance and everything. I think expression itself, you know, people, even people won't just dance in public, you know, they might dance mm-hmm. in their head or in their room, but even if they just happen to be out at a festival or everyone's dancing, they won't, or they'll just kind of like bop along and they won't let themselves move the way they want to move or speak the way they want to speak or, you know, hear what they want to hear. They completely shut off. And I think we had a similar conversation when we first had a call just to get to know each other a little bit and, you know, just talking about our disconnect, you know, in spirituality especially, you know, we're so in this system of fear and control and, you know, trying to hit all these expectations and trying to be better than the next person and, whatever it is in this fear-based world and this light language itself is very in the spiritual you know it's very consciousness it's very you've got to be connected and open Mm -hmm. and happy to be moved by something that isn't physical that isn't you and we you know we're so unwell you know mentally and emotionally and we're all like everyone's really suffering in their own in their own way and for me like as i said in the beginning light language transmissions have really helped me like i've had amazing shifts just by finding the right video you know and a heap of yours i've gone through so many um and going wow like i can feel like the difference in my body and you can feel it when you're open to it you know so i feel like light language and not necessarily everyone going around speaking light language but being open to energy and to consciousness and to a force that's not seen is something we're really missing in and that's what we're seeing reflected in our health and in our relationships and in our mindset you know we're just so shut down and i think a lot of people are scared to actually 
find out that there might be something that they don't know or that they could be connected to, but they're not because it changes so much. You know, it's a part of an awakening process almost. And I think the world's on that journey, which is why we're hearing and seeing light language so much more and all these other amazing modalities and consciousness and spirituality. So I think as a group awakening, you know, especially young people, they're coming through and doing light language transmissions or healing and the most amazing souls to incarnate ever all in the same time, you know. So I think this is exactly what the world needs. And this is one of the reasons I'm so happy to get to chat to you because I think there's a lot of people who are open and if they're listening to this podcast, they're at least open to the idea of different things. So to hear it and to hear it kind of explained or spoken about and to hear it's okay to be scared of it or it's okay to feel like it's against your nature because we've been, you know, it's a nature nurture thing. You know, it's part of our nature, but we've been nurtured, right, or trained into believing that we're not powerful and that it's not, you know, it's not a thing and we're not good enough and all of these things. So it's very hard to open and channel something, you know, so do you think it's something that is going to come into the world more and more and really help people and people are going, like, is it what we need? Is it our connection? Mm-hmm. I definitely think it continue coming into the world. Just in the past few years, I've seen it explode. Mm-hmm. Like really. And I think, and you know, it's even, even like five years ago, there were some people sharing stuff. I think, you know, publicly on the internet, but it wasn't so much of a thing. I mean, people were using it. But it wasn't necessarily being, um, you know, shared on platforms like like the way it is now, right? Where hashtag light language, like you you put that in the search bar, a bunch of things. And I think it's just going to continue to expand. And I think a, a big reason for that is we're coming to a stage um, in our, you know, expansion or awakening as a collective where we're, we're shifting out of an old paradigm. We're shifting out of polarity. Um, we're shifting out of this third dimension. You know, many of us are already like have one feet and kind of the third, fourth density, you know, beginning into this, this fifth dimensional way of being. And a big part of making that shift is moving beyond the polarity, moving beyond um, the confines and structures of the three dimensional realm. And one thing out of the many things that light language offers is it begins to, when you engage with it, whether you just listen to it or whether you channel it, I really feel that it reprograms the way that we use our perception and our awareness because everything is a lens, right? Whatever we're experiencing, we're only experiencing it through a lens and we're programmed in society. We have this very particular lens and it's through the ego, it's through the mind. And then we build all of these mental constructs around that lens. And then reality can only exist within that mental construct, right? We don't allow anything else in. And the constructs that we're working with are three-dimensional linear constructs. And that's beautiful, but it can only get you so far in your evolution. So there's a point where I think on some level, whether it's conscious for some or subconscious for others, we understand that we need to move beyond these these polarized and linear constructs to really open up to a greater part of ourselves because that's only half or part of what we are. The other mm. part is totally unable. You know, it's ineffable. It's abstract. Um, it's in the heart. It's not in the mind. And light language begins to retrain where you put your lens, where you put your kind of um, perspective. Are you experiencing yourself through your mind and through, through your ego? Or are you experiencing yourself through your emotional body? 
um, through um, abstract sensation or energy or ideas. And the more you work with it, the more you begin to kind of seamlessly move between these different perspectives. And I've noticed just not even consciously trying to do this, just using light language um, from a place of curiosity and, and excitement, I've noticed the way it's totally reprogrammed the way I perceive reality, the way I use my own awareness in navigating reality. Um, and I think that's just because it's it's open new um, centers of awareness and communication that are actually really ancient and are really um, integral part of who we are at the core and we're getting more and more excited about it and, and tuning into it and sharing it because it's reminding us of who we are and it's it's taking so much stress from this pressure that we have to just be in the mind and the ego you know one of the main experiences people have when they first start getting into light language is that there's something like relaxing about it there's something that's taken off the shoulders there's something calming about it it's because our whole lives we're experiencing reality through the mind, through the ego. It's just being funneled through that one lens and the rest of us is not fully utilized. And it becomes so exhausting because then you only live in the mind and you become burdened by all these fears and anxieties and, and limitations. And when you listen to light language, it actually neutralizes your brain because you can't understand it. Like your brain actually has to stop doing what it does. And if you allow that, and, and just surrender to the fact that you don't know what's going on, all of these other centers of awareness are going to suddenly rise up and go, oh, we know what to do with this. And when that weight is taken off the mind and, uh, and your energy is allowed to go somewhere else, there's this wholeness, this balancing that happens in the system that I think is just really deeply nourishing um, on an energetic level and an emotional level. And I think that's part of the reason people are just intuitively drawn toward it. Mm. Oh, it's, so, it's so magical. It's so magical. And I think a great thing to chat about, which is something that personally I've, this has been the questions that I've wanted, I've just wanted to know, you know, and what I've been searching. What's, so there's a lot of power in speaking light language and there's a lot of power in hearing it. Mm-hmm. Is there, so I believe there would be, of course, benefit to to you and you'd be feeling it as you're channeling something you're also receiving that because it's coming into you to flow from you so I'm assuming you're also receiving whatever it is that's coming through as well as the people listening but what do you think the power is or how do you explain the power in what it feels like to channel it and then also hearing it you know how do people benefit from hearing it and you kind of touched on it then with the the brain kind of taking a back seat for a moment so so that everything else can do its thing but yeah I'd love to hear you explain that because for me it feels like it feels like there's literal energy like I even like I'm a very visual person I love to imagine there's like a beautiful light kind of flowing from you and then in towards me so you're like the channel and then you're flowing it through to whoever the people are that's open to receive it and that watch and listen and be with you during it so what do you think the power of it is and how does it feel for you you know what's the sensation that comes with it Mm. well the sensation has changed in the beginning I will say it was much less fantastic than I thought it was going to be because when you first start bringing it through you you know you have to work you have to clear the channel you have to purify you know the vessel that it's coming through and 
And the more you do so, the more energy you can hold, the more codes you can kind of contain and transfer. So as I, you know, continued to develop and channel, um, I was able to hold more and more energy. And I, you know, pretty shortly after I started, I finally had an experience where, um, you know, it felt in my body when I was done channeling for myself, it felt like it did when I heard it from someone else. And I was like, oh, okay, this works, (laughs) you know. But again, it's also retraining the awareness to just notice be aware and notice your body in a, in a new way, right? So it is normal for anyone who's playing with light language. If they don't feel like it's this lightning bolts and angels appearing kind of thing, it doesn't have to be. It can feel very mundane and kind of odd in the beginning. Um, but if you keep developing, your your channel will open up and you'll hold more energy and you'll become much more perceptive of it. So now I would say for me, it's very much like there's a focus that happens where the second I start tuning in, my awareness kind of goes to a different place. I don't really know where that place is, but it's kind of like there's this natural zeroing in that happens. Um, And I'm able to do things while I channel. Sometimes I'm even able to like simultaneously be in other places because there's an element of the channeling, at least for me, I'm not doing anything. It's just happening. I'm letting it happen through me I'm just letting my mouth and my voice go where they want to go so I'm not controlling what's coming through um but I'm like I'm co-creating with it so I'm not not in control but I'm not controlling it Mm. um and for me it's this feeling of I feel completely connected to everything I've become very aware of of source and how source is in absolutely everything and it doesn't feel like it's coming from me Sometimes it's coming from specific energies that I work with, but a lot of times it it just seems to be flowing out of everything. And I and I'm very aware of the fact that it's not just coming through my voice; it's streaming through everything, especially when I'm in nature, you know. And it it ceases to be a separation of I'm channeling this sound for you. And very often with clients, I'm very aware of the fact too that like what I'm getting, it's also what they're getting. They're channeling as well. They're receiving the information there. Um, they might not be transmitting it to me in the same way I am to them. But those lines, again, of separation of polarity, they begin to blur. I don't have a particularly intellectual perception of what's happening. Some people do. They really like translate every word and it's much more linear for them. For me, um, again, it's, it's an experience where I, very psychedelic actually in a way, where instead of getting information, I'm actually being given this experience Um, and what I'm transmitting is not, you know, fact or linear, you know, information. It's, it's a way of being, it's a perception or a lens of awareness or consciousness. And it's very hard to put into words. Um, but again, it's this feeling of being connected with everything, being very present in my body, feeling just really, really good, like feeling completely happy there's no tension, there's no density, there's no resistance, there's like pure being, kind of like when you were a kid and you would just, mm. you know, you would just allow whatever sounds wanted to come through you to come through you. So it's very pure in that way. Um, and my experience of it is much more emotionally. So I get the information based on how it's arising in my emotional body, where it's taking me in my awareness, in my inner eye. Um, you know, it's, it's a much more empathetic connection for me. Um, and arises in the emotional body. And I think for most people it does, which is why it's okay that you don't understand your own light language or any other people's light language. You don't need to know what you're transmitting. Just 
notice how it feels. If it feels good, it's good. Um, and I think the power of that is just the power of allowing something that is more than what you perceive to be yourself to move through and realize that most of the time, it's never just you moving through you. There's, I mean, we are channels, we are vessels for something greater that is also a reflection of ourselves. So it really just plugs you into that awareness that at every moment we're in connection with one another or reflecting one another, you really become aware of like the holographic nature of reality um, on this much more visceral experiential level. So it ceases to be like mental understanding and you just understand it in your body. Um, and even if you're not channeling, if you're just receiving it, that in itself is reminding you you're having a conversation with someone or something and you don't understand the word they say yet something is taking place and that can't be ignored. And I think the activations that that experience in and of itself offers is profound because then there's this whole realm that opens up a realm that is really a mystery. Right. And that's what light language is. It, it's the mystery, the mystery of what is right of consciousness and we can interpret it and we can get to know aspects of it really intimately. But ultimately, we are like, we are taking the invisible and, and making it tangible for like a second. But then it's gone. And all we're left with is, with is the interpretation or the feeling that it gave mm -hmm. us, right? Like, we can't hold on to it. And the more we get used to being in that experience outside of linearity, outside of, you know, the concrete definitions of reality of just being and allowing things to arise and to fall away and to surrender to a deeper knowing and trust that you have some really incredible things start happening and it starts affecting all these other aspects of your life that seemingly have nothing to do with light language because you've programmed this new experience into your awareness and the experience is the key because we can read about you know transcending polarity we can read about how reality is not really what we experience in the third dimension. But as long as you're just receiving information intellectually, you're not embodying it. It doesn't take you anywhere. It can, it can inspire, but it can't really take you there. And when you speak or receive light language, you're getting an experience because you're not in your mind. So you have to be somewhere else. Mm. Oh, I love the way you talk about this so much. You just listen all day to this beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful thing. Even just the English words are beautiful. Um, so when you just thinking, when you sit and listen, so for someone who's maybe listened to this, who's never watched mm. or listened to a light language video, when I first found it, I was never really sure what to do. Like, do you recommend people to, you know, sit and meditate? Are they supposed to close their eyes? Are they supposed, what are they, what do you, is there something you have to do or the way you can receive it the best alongside you? Or what do you usually recommend mm. or tell people? I would say the best way to receive it is just to be present with it. You know, for some people that's closing the eyes, but for others, you know, there, there's also energy that comes through um, physically or, or visibly, you know, so just looking at someone when they channel, like keeping your eyes open, if that's what, you know, excites you or feels right for you can also be really activating um, if it brings you in closer connection with that energy. Um, so whether you want to lie down and like really go in and meditate, whether you want to just sit and watch the video, um, 
and you might go into your mind and that's a part of it. That's what we do. Mm. You know, just then if that's going to happen, noticing like what comes up, like what are your thoughts? Like what are your reservations or what are your hesitations? Um, and if there aren't any, what do you think of? You know, I think allowing the mind to be a part of it can be supportive as long as it's not kind of um, driving the car, so to speak. Um, mm. But I think just being present and seeing how much you can allow it to enter you. So if you're very visual, like like you say, like imagining this light entering you, you know, really allow those words to enter your body, to enter your heart space. Um, you can try to understand it intellectually, but you won't be able to, mm. you know, and, and just ask yourself, like, what does this feel like? Like what emotion, does an emotion come up when I just listen to these sounds you know kind of like if you were listening to music that was in a foreign language you wouldn't try to understand it you would just listen to and 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 receive the kind of emotional intonation that's being translated so kind of do the same thing and ask yourself like what emotions arise what part of my body is activated is there an energy center that feels like it's really um connected to this transmission or receiving this transmission and Anything that you feel called to, if you feel called to suddenly get up and like move your body or doodle something or, you know, whatever it is, there's no wrong way. And that's the beauty of light language because it exists outside of this, this structured um, paradigm that we're so used to. There's no rules. There's no rules here. And this is another thing that I think blocks people from really working with it is because they are so used to there being rules. There's a right and a wrong. There's a rule for this. You know, I have to like be approved, you know. Where can I get the certification for light language? Yes, so I know yeah. it's literally mm. that's the definition of it is that it can't be defined. So how can we certify it? How can we prove it? Right. So listen to it whatever way feels most natural. If that's falling asleep, if that's washing dishes, try all these different ways. Try what feels the most resonant, you know, and listen. You can re-listen to transmissions as well. That's really powerful, right? Because the more you listen, the more you tune. The more you open, the more energy density you release. So the more you can receive the next time. So even re-listening to transmissions and seeing if you get something more, something different now that your channel and your energy centers have shifted and opened up is also a really um, fun practice. Mm, I love it. I love it. I think something I'd love to chat to you about, because something I hear all the time from people who, you know, channel light language, I'll say, codes the word code and then mm. they'll have quite often there's you know in videos and even some of yours are like that I was like oh this is a transmission for the immune system or to release mm. pain or you know for emo- mm. whatever it is so how do you know what it's going to be for and what are the codes you know do you go oh I really want to do a transmission for immune system I'm going to sit down and then receive codes and so how does that process work what is that when people say codes Mm. what what are they talking about so again it's one of these things that's really up for interpretation and that's really Mm. important to state with with like everything that I'm saying is my opinion right it's like my unique perspective on this and everyone has their own um from my perspective when we're talking about like light codes it's kind of an extension of light language I would say that light language is when you take light codes and they are they become manifest in um in an expression that can be visibly or or like sonically experienced right so light codes don't necessarily um 
they don't necessarily have to be visible to you. So my perspective of it is that within all of creation, there are these, these codes that exist, packets of multidimensional information, if you will, like high frequency, multidimensional information, nonlinear, can't be understood with our mind, which is why we're not aware of it, because we only use our mind to understand <laughs> our reality. But it's woven into everything. Um, it's in, you know, it's in birdsong, it's in the way sunlight falls through the trees, it's in the ocean, it's everywhere in nature. Anywhere you go in nature, there are codes. And I think earth in itself, humans, everything on earth is like a library for encoded information. Information that at one point we will learn how to unlock and explore. Right mm. now we're, we're not for it because we're not able to really like tap into and receive it fully some people are there are definitely those who are like <laughs> fully on that journey. but as a collective we're not really ready for that yet um but we are doing it on a subconscious level i think when you go out in nature and you're stressed and you start feeling better you know when you go into the ocean and and there's a recalibration that happens and an aligning of your energy centers or old energy gets kind of washed off and released um there's also information that's being passed on to you at every moment we're exchanging information we're not aware of any of it because it's so beyond what our mind is capable of understanding at this moment um so the light codes are everywhere we're all working with them all the time there's no one who's not engaging with them you, you can't live isolated from that energy you know it's a spectrum how much are you aware of and engaging with it and are you conscious of it or not you know when you're in flow and you're you know painting a picture or you're singing or you're moving your body uh, and it's not intentionally light language, but you're in flow and it's pure. You're engaging with that information. You're engaging, you're receiving um, multidimensional information, not what we understand in our mind as information, but something beyond that. And you're transmitting it, which is why people can be moved by art for absolutely no reason. Completely abstract art, people can be moved. It can awaken memories, um, experiences. It can open energy centers, right? Art is a portal, and a part of a portal is like the information that opens that doorway. So when we channel light language, we're intentionally calling these codes, this information, um, these frequencies into the body, and then we're compressing it and interpreting it, translating it through our own unique system and bodies, and we're expressing it. And that's our version of those codes or that information. So for me personally, when I sit down, normally when I am channeling, it's normally just, I just channel. It just happens. Um, you know, my intention is always to call through like the highest expression of that energy. So to really bring it through in this pure way, most of the time, it's not specifically targeted towards something. Um, if I make a video that has, like you're saying, an intention in it, I will personally sit down and just um, sometimes if something is usually alive for me in that moment, I'm like, oh, I really, you know, I'm really working with this thing. Or I really feel like I want to anchor this in. I usually make a transmission for that because I want it. It's important that it's relevant for my own experience. Um, and then for me, it's like, this is my intention. I kind of anchor it in and then I just channel and I trust and know that the information that's coming through or the energy that's coming through is coming through in response to that. Um, and that can be like a funny thing to get a feel for, because you can be like, how do I know this is what it's for? Um, 
but my experience of it is that when you set an intention and you and you are you know anchored in that and you trust it and you trust the energies that work with you what that's what you're offered um whether you can fully understand it or not i don't know how other people do it i think people are probably maybe very different in the way they do it sometimes i just channel and then as i'm channeling it's very clear to me what it's about and then i feel called to mention it in the title so that people can tune into it more intentionally like oh this is for you know presence or this is for you know opening the heart whatever and then they can have that field of potential available when they go into the session but i think it's very different for people so that's that's just my experience of it mm. um but i really don't know how other people how other people do it yeah yeah i love that i love it because intention setting is so powerful and when you set an intention it's been literally proven on a physical level that your intention programs every cell in your body. So it makes sense that when you set an intention to channel something through your body, every part of you is kind of working with that with that intention. So it makes complete sense that the intention you're setting is the power that draws in the right the right information for that specific intention. Mm-hmm. Because that's just how intention setting works. That's how powerful it is. Yeah. And yeah. It's just amazing. Incredible, incredible. So for anyone who's listening to this and they're going, wow, I don't know. I want to know what this what this is about. I want to learn how to do it. Or I want to work mm-hmm. with someone on with light language. I want to know more. You know, what would your advice be for them, for someone who's about to literally run off into YouTube as soon as this ends? <laughs> to find your videos or to um, kind of do their own little research on what light language is, what would your advice be to them if they Mm -hmm. want to start speaking and hearing it? Yeah. Well, especially if they've never, if they're not super familiar with light language in that, you know, in that term or in that uh, definition, um, I would say just start listening to it. Mm. Um, You know, look it up on YouTube. Definitely listen to some different people as well, because you know, we resonate with different people. And so we're going to resonate with different transmissions, you know, some, some transmissions, just they might not be resonant or aligned with your energy at the moment. And so it might actually turn you off from it. So like, try different channels and listen to different people and get a feel for what speaks to you. And just allow yourself to explore that, you know, without needing to understand it, just really attuning yourself to the energy and I think that really helps um, in then speaking it because if you've attuned yourself to it and you're familiar with receiving it, um, you're you're really familiar with the energy in and of itself. Um, and then when you feel ready to start like playing and exploring, I mean, you can do that while you're watching a video. That can be really supportive. You know, when I do sessions with people, I'm I'm channeling and then they're channeling with me. Right, which is really supportive because you have this flow of energy, this current that is in that is in the space, and you can like jump on it. Because if you're listening it, you're receiving it. So it's it can be really fun to like, you know, find some transmissions that really just excite you and feel yummy and good in your body, and just see what happens if you like make sound. Just start humming, and then see if any sounds come out. Um, and with regard then to you know, starting to speak your own light language. What I say to everybody that I work with is like, pretend. It's the it's like the, the key, especially if you have blocks around, I'm not able to do this. 
or this isn't real. There's no way this is actually going to work. If you just bring in that little permission slip of pretending, it is such a powerful portal. And as adults, we have such a yucky connotation around pretending. Don't pretend. It's so fake. It's not real, right? Like, And we start teaching children at some point in their life because they're pretending growing up. They're pretending, right? And then we go like, oh, but that's pretend. It's not real. It's, it's point, it has, right. And so when you say to someone, oh, don't worry about trying to speak light language, just pretend they're like, what do you mean? I want to actually speak it. But the thing is, if you pretend to speak light language, just let yourself speak gibberish, play, have fun, be silly, make yourself laugh, you know, push some boundaries of what you think is cool or acceptable, you know, in your own private, safe space, you will just be speaking light language right? And the more you allow that in without getting in the way with your judgments, with your projections, the more you just allow that in and keep developing and practicing, the more the channel is going to clear, the more these energy centers are going to open up. And then you're going to be suddenly allowing more and more energy into your body, more of these codes into your body. And then before you know it, you go from speaking gibberish to like, oh, I'm actually, something's happening here, you know? And it was always happening. It's just what was your perception? Like, what were you looking at when it was happening? You know? Um, So definitely just pretend play, you know, don't take it seriously. Don't try to prove it to yourself or anyone because you're just going to get stuck, you know, and don't notice if you have a structure or a template for what you think light language is, you know, because as much as we talk about like, it's this free thing, we still have these templates of like, yeah, yeah, but it has to sound like this. Or it has to look like this. or And just notice if you have that. And notice when you go to just pretend, like purposely speak gibberish. Notice what your judgments are about it. Like what is it that you think is not real about what you're doing compared to what someone else is doing? You know, and just like deconstruct that a little bit. Because once you start allowing and embracing it, that's when it starts happening, but you need to, you need to allow it first. You need to be there first for it to happen. Mm. Yeah. I think it's so funny that you mentioned, you know, how you're comparing it to someone else, because I think we, we trust other people to heal us. You know, we trust other people with doing something, but not ourselves. So it's just another wound coming up. You know, I don't trust my own work here I need to hear it from someone else I need someone else to channel this for me or you know they're doing it properly you know but I can't do it properly you know so I think we definitely put these limits on ourselves in saying that you know this other person is doing it right so I must be doing it wrong yes Mm. quite a normal thing isn't it to just go you know I believe what they're saying even with our health we believe what someone else thinks is going on with us over our own intuition we believe in, you know, other people more than ourselves. So it just makes sense that people are going, oh, I don't know, but she does it like that or, you know, he does it that way or that, you know, I'm not saying it right or whatever it is. I think we definitely probably limit ourselves in thinking we're doing it wrong. You know, someone else is better at it. When they're not better, they're just different or doing it their way. (laughs) Yeah, we all have this unique imprinting, you know, and we're here to transmit that into the world, which means unapologetically claiming that and being that, even if it doesn't line up with the standards and the templates society's offered us, 
you know, and even within the spiritual community, there is such a template still, what it means to be spiritual, what it means to speak light language, what it means to do sound healing, you know, and one of the biggest things that comes up, you know, in the work that I do with people around like liberating the vocal expression is we are given such a limited bandwidth of what we are allowed to express vocally. And anything that falls outside of that very particular um, bandwidth we've been given is not acceptable. And as we grow up, you know, as children, it's free. We've explored everything. We're trying all the sounds. We don't judge any part of it. And then we're start, you know, slowly we're started, you know, we're taught that, okay, but that's not okay. And that's not okay. And, and so then when we step into, well, I want to use my voice to transmit, you know, sacred sound and light language. And I want to, you know, use my voice for healing. We go, okay, yeah. So that can only be really, really pretty and like entertaining and like pleasing to listen to. Right. Like it can't fall outside of that. Like if my voice sounds like when I channel and I randomly sound like creepy, can't use that. That's not okay. Right. I can't mm. let any energy through that is not perfect and pure and pretty. And this is another thing that blocks the channel because you're actually not allowing yourself through and really opening your channel, especially to your intuitive kind of soul expression. It's opening your channel to yourself. And if there are elements of your voice, kind of shadows of the voice, the shadowed parts of our vocal expression that you don't want to let come through, you're going to block parts of your channel so that you never have to experience it coming through. You know, and so that might mean that when you sit down and you channel light language, it doesn't sound like beautiful, perfect sound healing. That might mean that it sounds really funny or a little bit scary or like creepy or ugly, right? Like everyone comes to me, they're like, oh, I'm channeling light language, but I think it's kind of ugly, you know? And that's heartbreaking because I can't tell you how many times I've experienced in sessions with people and, and sound journeys where I bring through like the ugliest, creepiest sounds and they're just so powerful. Like no sound moves energy and density out of your body. Like the ugly sounds down in the throat, the creepy sounds, the sounds we're so embarrassed to have other people hear, right? So allowing what comes through you, allowing it to not sound perfect and beautiful. Your voice is not just here to put people to sleep. It's not just here to relax people. It's also here to wake people up, to shake the density mm -hmm. out of people, to remind people that they're more than just this perfect image of what we like to think of as, as a spiritual person. A spiritual person is, is just a person who is allowing spirit to be. There's no definition there, you know? So also notice, like, are there definitions you have of what your voice has to be when you share it with people? You know, are there certain sounds you think you're not allowed to make? Because in reality, there is no sound that is inherently bad. Angry sounds, weird sounds, even sounds that we associate with pleasure and being super taboo. None of those sounds are bad. It's vibrational expression. And if you can't make those sounds, the vibration or the emotion that is connected with those sounds is most likely also blocked in your system. So it really opens all these doorways for what I think of as just like radical self-love and acceptance mm, it sounds like freedom yeah yeah mm. yeah to go actually I'm gonna make whatever sounds I want or whatever feels good instead of going these are good these are bad 
Mm. You know, these sound pretty, these sound gross. Mm-hmm. Putting them in categories, it sounds so freeing to go, actually, I love all sound. It's going to let sound yeah. come through. It's even yeah. relaxing just to say, you'd be like, maybe you don't have to be perfect, you know, which we all feel like we need to be perfect <laughs> anyway. Oh, no, because like, we, we can be whatever we want. Um, I think that's very freeing to learn how mm-hmm. to make sounds that you would think are ugly. Yeah. You know, especially for those people who think I can't sing, you know, because not everyone has to sing for light language, but everyone can sing. You know, yes. it doesn't matter what it sounds like. You're still singing. You know, it's not, it's irrelevant what it sounds like, you know. So yeah. it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, beautiful. So if someone wants to work with you right now, they want to find you, on the magical internet, how can they? Where's the best spot to come mm. find you and work with you? I know you have a new program or a course going right now, which is so exciting. So do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah. So I just released my first video course because all of my mm. courses up and now have been with, you know, course materials and then got like group Zoom sessions. Um, but I just made my first just kind of pure video course. Um, there's some written transmissions, there's some journal prompts, and then there's these vocal meditations um, that are essentially where the activation happens, um, allows you to kind of get the experience um, of, you know, tuning into the vibration, tuning into the soul expression. It's broken into different themes that I found really kind of relevant in my journey um, and kind of unlocking and, and playing with my own soul expression. It's called soul expression, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> Magic. <laughs> Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's totally self-paced. Uh, so it can be done kind of in your own time, whenever you like. And I'm really excited about it because, you know, I was a little, at first I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm so used to doing these zoop, these, um, group zoom sessions and that's where the energy is. And that's what I'm used to like working with with people. Um, and I was like, I don't know, well, the energy holds in a video. Um, but I'm really glad like, cause it has, and I've gotten some really beautiful feedback and and yeah to have created these little like 20 minute containers that people can just jump into and and then at the end I actually there's actually like a little kind of recorded vocal awakening activation session that's like an hour long to kind of complete um so yeah it's all there for anyone who feels called to like dip their toes in um to that and get a feel for kind of what I do it kind of includes a lot of a lot of just the way that I work um, and my intention and, and perspective on all of this. So that's a nice little thing to jump into. Um, but I also have a website where you can see my other offerings. I also do um, a lot of one-on-one sessions and like month-long one-on-one programs with people. Um, and then I hold other courses that include like Zoom sessions that are scheduled uh, courses. And the website is Kumi Codes. So Kumi is a name that I use for my kind of expression, my, my music, my work. Um, it's also the name of my YouTube, Q-U-M-I, Kumi Codes. You can find me on YouTube at Kumi. And then I'm on Instagram with my birth name, Talitha Ferry. And yeah, and I kind of like to keep, I think all of those platforms have, I share like different things I'm offering. I try to keep it pretty uh, relevant with what's going on. and. Yeah, you can always reach out and uh, I'm always happy to kind of just answer questions as well. And it's really important for me that everyone I work with is like really aligned with what I'm doing because, you know, what I do is very 
particular to me. It's 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 my unique expression, and not everyone connects with it. Even those who like light language and vocal expression. So you know, just tuning into, I think, like my videos for one is a great way to like see if it's actually a a, a match um, energy wise. Yeah, beautiful. So I'm going to link all of that, all of the places to find you down below in the show notes because I feel like if anyone's like me, they're going to go and click on all the links and go, oh my goodness, what is it? You know, what is this? I think it's so good. And, you know, I've listened to many other people as well. And I think it's all so beautiful in so many different ways. So I'm excited for people who may have just discovered something and be excited Mm -hmm. about it to go and see what it's about. And, yeah. And yeah, I can't wait. I'm absolutely 100% going through your soul expression course because, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. so heart, heart, soul in. So I'm very excited for that, but I'll link everything below and yeah, thank you. I'm so grateful that you took this time out of your weekend, even amazing to chat to me and to everyone else that's going to be listening to this. So thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, and there's a code as well. You have code for the I have a code. <gasps> yeah, oh my okay. goodness, there is two. Yeah, okay. so do so I have the code? Yeah, I made it already. It exists. Oh, she's amazing. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, the code true. will be down in the show notes as well. <laughs> yeah. So the course is $77, but if you use the code Madison, you get $10 off that. Oh, easy. The right. code's Madison. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, I can Ooh, remember easy. that. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's made it easy. Fantastic. <laughs> good beautiful all right well I will put the code as well down in the show notes how amazing yeah oh my goodness blessings just flowing through to everybody who's listening to this it's beautiful okay thank you so much you're amazing I'm so grateful and I can't wait just keep being connected it's beautiful thank you so much thank you so much for having me thank you (laughs)